0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the No Pants Required Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Mann, and today I'm wearing a skirt. It was like 55 degrees and it's going to snow tomorrow, so I decided now is the time because tomorrow I'll be in snow pants. My guest for this episode is Lisa Rowe. Lisa Rowe is the author of Welcome to the Neighborhood. After graduating from Newhouse School of Communications at Syracuse University and spending many years as an advertising creative director and copywriter in New York City, she accepted the tougher job of stay at home mom and turned to writing fiction. Hey, you guys, and I am so excited today to welcome Lisa Rowe to the No Pants Required podcast. Lisa and I, we share an agent. Erin Numata is our agent. And perhaps you have heard an episode way back when, when I interviewed Erin. And one of the things that Erin and I had talked about was momcom, And I did not even know that was a genre. And I was like, hey, I think I could write mom And she was like, uh, fuck yeah, you could. And so then she connected me with Lisa because Lisa has a mom-com book coming out. And yes. so welcome, Lisa. Welcome to No Pants Required. Are you wearing pants? Thank you, Jen. Um, actually, I'm not. Sorry. I was, you know, I understand the assignment, so <laughs> I am not.
1: I'm, I'm like business on the top, nap on the bottom. That's Love my, that. That's how I roll.
0: Right? I'm just full yeah. nap today. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks for dressing up for us. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: going back to full nap after we, we get off this. So okay. yeah, that's where I'll be. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, good. Oh, my gosh. So, Lisa, where are you? You're
1: East Coast, right? I'm in New Jersey. Uh I'm in Northwest New Jersey, Bergen County, just like a crow's fly to Manhattan. We're a Manhattan commuting suburb. Thank
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. grew up in Morris County. I used to live, out, oh. and I used to live out there. But I knew yesterday I was, um, I was confirming the, our appointment today, and I said something about ten o'clock, and she came right back, and she was like, "You mean Central?" And I was like, "Oh, yes. shit. yes, I do." Yes, <laughs> yes, that's okay. My publisher
1: is in Chicago, so I'm trying to keep up with the the time zone things, and and Erin is in London. So yes, we have so to work that in, out.
0: Yeah, Erin just works around us. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always she's like, what definitely time is it there? pajamas on the bottom. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's definitely yeah. phoning it in from bed probably half yeah, the time. Yeah, because I know, like, I'm always sort of like, "Will that time work for you?" And she's like, "I'll just make it work. It's fine. Whatever." So yeah, so is this? She's gonna good So that. tell me the name of your book that's coming out. Tell me the name of the book. So the book is called "Welcome
1: to the Neighborhood." Pe- I don't know if people... is that right behind you, you there. People can't see me, but. I'm pointing Jen out to the book. I just got my advanced reader copy yesterday.
0: Oh, congratulations. So I
1: touched my book for the first time ever, and I was very excited. But it's called Welcome to the Neighborhood.
0: And what's it about?
1: So it is about a single mom who is a struggling artist who moves with her 11-year-old daughter from a fourth-floor walk-up in Queens into a very wealthy neighborhood in New Jersey after she meets and marries her second husband. And when she agrees to live in his house, this is the house where he lived with his first wife and raised his family there. She agrees to move into the house. She thinks, great, I'm now about to give my daughter everything I never could. I could never afford a great school system, giant backyard, and you know, a million kids on the street. And then she meets the neighbors. And, you know, all hell breaks loose. And I like to say that, you know, my main character, Jenny Miller, is kind of like Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games, Mm -hmm. except that she's a suburban mom. Right. So she's got to sort of battle it out with the new neighbors who have a very specific idea of how the new girl on the street should fit in.
0: Oh, my goodness. That sounds so. And it's super funny. I've been told. I was told (laughs) never call yourself funny. Let
1: somebody else say it. So, yes. But well, it, um, yeah, it's, well, I mean, that's the whole concept of momcom. If, you know, is that momcom is like a side view, side eye glance at like mother, her motherhood and suburbia and, you know, the trials and tribulations of being a modern day parent with, you know, competitive parenting and, you know, PTA. CEOs, as I call them, hmm. and so that's sort of the whole background and backstore backdrop of Welcome to the Neighborhood.
0: Got it. That's yeah. awesome. Well, it sounds like I also write a lot about the suburbs and the moms and the dads, mostly yes. the moms though. And yeah. um, you know, I call them competitive crafters because I just feel like oh, nice.
1: Because
0: I, I started writing when my kids were small. Do, how old are your kids now? Do you have you have so, kids? Yeah. My kids are grown. My kids are 27
1: and 24.
0: Okay. So, so you're out of the whole PTA wars and all that kind yes, of stuff. Yes. But I have like scars and so I <laughs> <laughs> battle P- wounds.
1: Yes. So yes. I definitely, you know, I remember specifically what it was like and then, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Is
0: this your first book?
1: This is my first published book. Okay. I have actually written, it took me four novels to get to this day. So I'm sort of, I've got the battle scars from that as well, I have to say. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) What, how did you get started? What was the first book you wrote? So the first book I wrote, I actually got
1: started by taking a class, like a class that was in a church, you know, like a community class in a church that was called Just Write. And it was literally just to get you to put some words down on a paper. And then from that, it kind of went to short stories. And from that, I tried a novel. And I wrote this novel that the original title was called What a Bitch, but I had to change it.
0: (laughs) I would buy that book just for the title. (laughs) Right.
1: I would, I'm going to revisit that book one of these days, but it's a story about a couple who splits up and the husband takes the dog, takes their dog who is, you know, they don't have children yet. The dog is their baby and the guy walks out with the dog. And it's a story about how she gets, you know, suffers through the loss of her dog and then, you know, fights to get the dog back, whether she does or she doesn't. But it just was very poorly written. It was a great Uh concept, but not well written. And I queried it and got a lot of rejections. And then I wrote two more books after that and queried them and got a lot of rejections. And, and, you know, and I I just kept going. I don't know why. (laughs) Well,
0: I was going to say, why? Yeah, because I think that's the thing I hear so many times because I know like – you know, I actually just kind of had a huge discussion with my husband the other day about this. And I was like, no, if I, if I, like, I don't have that thick of a skin. Like if I wasn't published by now, like I wouldn't still keep doing it. Like I have major sort of imposter syndrome and doubt about stuff like that sometimes. And it would be like, if I couldn't get it done, like by probably the second attempt, I would just be like, forget it. It's not going to happen for me. Yeah. And what, So, so what keeps pushing you?
1: Well, it's a couple of things. First of all, I do have a thick skin because I spent 15 years in advertising and I was oh. a copywriter and a creative director in advertising and they just want to kill you constantly. And lots they of just, rejection. Lots yeah, of- lots of lots of rejection. And so yeah. I kind of learned that way, you know, to take that. But on the other hand, I, I think I just kept going because I kept a couple of reasons. I think I thought i I still needed to learn, so I knew that I was being rejected because I still had a lot to learn. so that was mm-hmm. sort of the you know one side of it, but the other side of it is I just didn't want my kids to see me quit, you know, I just wanted to keep I just wanted to be the, you know the person who just kept pushing the boulder up the hill
0: mm-hmm. you know for
1: them, and I almost quit a couple times absolutely, you know i'm I think I've racked up almost three hundred rejections from querying wow. over the years so and You know, I just kept going, or maybe I'm just not smart and I just didn't know when to stop.
0: (laughs) No, I think, but I do think it takes like a very, it takes a very tough mental person to do that, to get 300 rejections and to keep going. And then, yeah, and then to see your book sitting there behind you on the shelf, knowing that like, no, I knew what the fuck I was doing. I just needed, I need, you know, the thing about, for me, I personally, I think the thing about publishing is it's like. Half the time I'm not sure they that even the publishers know what they want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like right. It's almost like right. especially like a traditional publisher, they're kind of always sort of chasing what was popular, what what broke out. You know, it's because it's always something right. odd that will break out. And then they'll be like, Oh, you like sparkly vampires? Okay. You know, give me right. more sparkly vampires. Yeah. And well, so- it's interesting. You know, that's go, no, where I, Well, that's just kind of where I always, like when people get rejected, I'm sort of like now I'm, at the beginning I would have been, I would have folded and caved, you know, but now I'm sort of like, no, keep going, go find, you just have to find your people. You just have to find right. the audience. And I also
1: think that, you know, so because things come around again, if you're, if you are patient and persistent, your time will come around. The book I wrote before Welcome to the Neighborhood is about a 50 something year old woman and I, who with grown, with a grown son. And I, it's really the book of my heart. I love it so much. One, you know, this one I'm hoping to push someday, but the reality is nobody wanted to read a novel about a 50 something year old woman, uh-huh. but I think it's starting to, I think that is starting to come around. And I think that's yeah. something that you and Aaron talked about when I listened to your podcast, you were just talking about, you know, this time where people do want to hear women's stories at different ages and 50 is not Old 50, pe- 50 year old people can still have romances, although not the way I write them. They're just sort of clumsy romances. But,
0: you know, well, I it's think a complicated romance by the time you're 50. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. not 22. You can't just go jet right. around the world. You do have a mortgage and a kid and a dog, bro. <laughs> Right, exactly, you know? and a history
1: and a past, yeah. and you know, usually an ex or two. Right, and, it's like I've got yeah, a parent
0: with this guy, and I got to go get my dog back from that other guy. <laughs> so. Right, exactly,
1: exactly. So yeah. I'm hoping that there's a the you know that it comes around, it comes around, and there's a place for it, you know, soon. Yeah, because
0: I hope so. I would love to see that. I'm in so many different book club groups, you know, online, and I. And of course, I mean, romance is a huge genre. I don't write romance, but it's a huge genre that they love to read in those groups. And they're always asking for recommendations for that kind of stuff. You know, well, I'd love to see a 40-year-old divorcee. You know, what was it? You know, Stella got her groove back. Remember that book? Like, you know, you sort of think like that's going to launch everything and it really, people, and I love that. I read that book in my 20s and I loved it. I was like, I yeah, can't wait to get yeah. divorced and get my groove back. And so, <laughs> now it's like, I think we need those. I think definitely. And, and my book is sort of, my book is like a nonfiction book in the middle-aged sphere there. And- it so now I'm like hyper aware of like what else is out there, and I'm seeing more and more of it. I just think more and more people, yeah. as as our generation ages, I think that's kind of what we want to see. So right, hopefully well, that would from be amazing. your mouth to
1: God's ears, right?
0: Yeah, have you given it my- to Erin?
1: Given what that the, book?
0: Oh yes, yes.
1: She's got her. She's had. She has it, and she says, "We're going to sell it. We're going to sell it." So yeah. you know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But, are you yeah. still?
0: Are, do you still work in advertising, or do you write full time now?
1: No. So I left advertising when my youngest son was born. So what happened was that I was pregnant during a merger and acquisition, and our company was the company that was acquired, and they fired everyone except me because it was illegal to fire the pregnant lady. <laughs> so I hung around and went on maternity leave, and when I came back. They were like, okay, you're not pregnant anymore. We're going to just make your life miserable and see how long we can wait to push you out. And in the meantime, you know, I was commuting into Manhattan every day and I, my son had a nanny and I would come home and she would say, he rolled over, he smiled. And I said, you know, F this, this is not working for me. Um, My nanny has a better job than I do. So. Mm I convinced my husband to, you know, not let me, that's silly, but you know, just in terms of income and figuring that all out. Right. That I was gonna stay home. And actually he got it. We were living in New Jersey and he got a new job in Minnesota. And I thought, wow, the Midwest is really cheap and you know, nothing goes on out there and it's all fields. And <laughs> I said to him, Come on, we can afford, we can afford me for me to stay home if you know, if we go out to Minneapolis, if I agree to go to Minneapolis, I want to stay home. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like my view of the world was like: there's an old New Yorker magazine cover by a guy named Saul Steinberg, which is called a New New Yorker's View of the World. Did uh-huh. you hear of that? Have you seen that?
0: <laughs> <two> it's <laughs> like,
1: yeah, it's met. It's the two coasts, and then after like a little bit of new jersey the whole country drops off and it's all flat fields and yeah. and having lived in new, new jersey my whole life i was like great there's you know it's got to be inexpensive and there's nothing out there and then of course when i got there i realized that was not the case at all it's real it's real the real world but anyway we did move to minneapolis and i stayed home and i became i stayed at home for since then so oh, wow. he's 20 he's 27 and i started writing about 12 years ago. I took that little class about 12 years ago. So I've been at this trying to get a book published for 10 years.
0: And now it's sitting there behind you on the shelf.
1: And now it's behind me. Yeah. How does it so. smell?
0: Have you smelled it yet? <gasps> I haven't smelled it. I should smell, smell it. to smell it. Take it I go smell Let's bring it over here. Wait.
1: I'm like gonna, books I all can't... smell
0: really good anyway, but your own book. Let's see, hold on. I'm hold on. She's gonna I'm smell it. Take here. my hair out yeah. for that one. Okay. Here she So goes. it's only
1: an, it's an advanced reader copy, so I don't think it smells as the same way the original was gonna. No, smell it'll smell
0: much better in the store, but this one smells pretty good too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was gonna say like you know.
0: Normal book smells good but like when it's your own book it smells even better. I don't yeah. know what it is just if you could make that a yeah. perfume I'd just wear it every day. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so it's super fun and I love what they did with it. I to, The cover to, is people, cute. The cover is super cute. So my yeah. my main character is an artist. So these uh-huh. are the pants that she wears to to paint in. Yes. As opposed to the rest of the ladies on the street who are dressed
0: you can't at 7 a.m.
1: and have their, you know, kitten heels on.
0: Yeah, no, so. you can't you can't go to a carpool line in in, in that. That's not okay. Yeah.
1: Although I, I myself have done that many times.
0: Well, I was going to you know. say, is this book, is there any sort of autobiographical parts in this book? Or was it pulled from your own experience or just sort of observations?
1: It's more observations. You know, I really wanted to write a book about starting over. And uh-huh. because I, you know, I have started over a number of times in my life. I've moved, I moved when I was a kid, a bunch, I moved as an adult, you know, I just said I moved to Minneapolis and then I uh-huh. came back here and I see so many people, kid, ha- that start over again. And I just thought to myself, you know, what do you start, what do you, what are you stepping into when you start over again? You know, there's a world that exists that you're stepping into, you know, friend groups you know social circles peer pressure do you fit in do you not fit in and there's that whole complicated element of you know what's been going on before you got there and how what are they expecting of you and so i kind of just sort of riffed off that and mm-hmm. and i add you know everybody loves a bad mom so a mean, mo- a mean mom and a bad mom. Yeah. So, you know, those, you know those, those guys came to me pretty quickly. But what's interesting is that I do live in an upscale town. Yeah. And when news of my book came out, there has been some whispers around town. Were they in it? Were they in it? Were they in it? And I kept... They you know, wish. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I said. What did you do that would warrant you being written into my book?
0: Right. And...
1: Could you please come over and let me know because I'll put it in my next book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well that's the thing. I mean, I write nonfiction, so yes, the moms are in my book. That is correct, you know. But it cracks me up when they come to you and ask you, "Am I Susie?" And you're like, "Susie is an asshole. Are you saying you're an asshole?" Like exactly, exactly. Yes, exactly. That tends to shut them down pretty fast. They're like, "Yeah, "Um, you put me in your book." I'm like, "Um, all my." books are bitches. Are you a bitch? Like I'm confused. (laughs) So then you must really
1: have a very thick skin because I'm very, I would be anxious if people came up to me and sort of tried to accuse me of writing into their book.
0: I think, right. So I think for me, I did not have a thick skin back in the day. I mean, I've written about this before in other books where, you know, I graduated with a degree in creative writing and I was going to write a novel, you know, right out of college. And I was going to do all this stuff. And My English professor, my advisor in college told me that nobody would ever buy a want ad from me. And he just crushed me. And I came out of there just like a shell and I couldn't write. I I wrote, I I always had a job where I wrote creatively, but I wrote for other people. And then it wasn't until I hit like my thirties that I started a blog and I started blogging and blogging gave me a really thick skin because you're just constantly you know, no matter what your opinion is, somebody hates it and wants to let you know, they hate it. And so right. it really helped me develop a really thick skin. And because I did write about people here in town, <laughs> I had to get real thick real fast because they did come up to me and ask me, you know? yeah. And so, so for me, I mean, that was sort of the, the process that I had to go through in order to develop that thick skin so that I would have kind of the confidence to keep going and keep writing because, yeah, because it, 25, forget it. I was just like, no, yeah. it'll never happen. Yeah. So I could
1: barely tie my shoes at 25.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I had to go through. Well, and like the things that we write about, you and I too, it's like, it's experience. It's, it's things that have happened to you over time. You had to go through all that and kind of get right. through it first and then look back on it and write about it. So, yeah, right. I don't know. And then I think the other thing with, I, I'm not, but, but I'm weird. I think everybody has their moments where they're, they have thick skin or they have confidence or whatever. Like I hate I'm super I'm fairly introverted, like at a party, like if I don't know people or something like that. And so, and i I could never like I worked for an ad agency a few years ago, an ad agency hired me to come out and like consult with them for a week. And it was like crushing because I'd have these ideas. They'd be like, okay, come back in with like twenty five ideas of how to promote this you know client of ours. And I'd come in and I'd be really excited, and I'd think, you know, Twenty of these twenty-five ideas are solid. And they right, like, of
1: course. Because you know, I'm a
0: genius. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've worked hours on them. You know, you work so yeah. hard on them and you're yeah. like and you like you're like, yes. And then you get in there and they listen to them for like 10 minutes. You know, you go through the list like now, now, yeah. now yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's what yeah. That's was, where you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so well, I couldn't do my... that. Still can't do that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I just recently went through that because I have a two book deal. So, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I'm not. Congratulations. But it's just a whole nother beast because, you know, I had to, I had to pitch a book uh-huh. and then I have to write to the pitch. Whereas like when we're all trying to get our books published, we take our time, we mull over things, we stand in the shower and we just, you know, and, and ruminate and, this is a little different cuz I've got a deadline and I and I pitched an idea and I ha- and I'm writing to the pitch but I will say that I pitched 5 books before they picked my second book. Wow. So yeah, so also talk about like being rejected and thick skin and Yeah. You know,
0: so you had written so you had written the one book. You'd written the one the Welcome to the Neighborhood book, but then right. But but they'd sold a two-book deal. So you had to so the second book was bought just like on spec that you had to like pitch the idea to them and then they picked the book.
1: Right. So Uh, okay Yeah. So what happened was they weren't even ready to talk about my second book until I handed in and had my edits approved for my first book. Uh Uh-huh. So that was sort of when the clock started ticking. And then I went through this process where I thought I had a great idea. No, I thought I had another great idea. No, you know. And then I came up with this, this last idea that I'm working on now, and it's due relatively soon. I mean, for me, uh-huh. you know, it took me 18 months to write the, to write this book and it's taking me, I'm almost done with my first draft of the second book and it's been five months.
0: Oh, wow. So, yeah. So you had to really hustle on this yeah.
1: one. That's why the PJ bottoms never come off.
0: No. Because <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I never leave the house.
0: <laughs> I'm just writing all the time. Yeah. Which, so can you tell us about the new book or no? Can you tell us? Do you have um, a- okay.
1: I can tell you briefly because it's still so loose, but it's basically about the story about a mom who, uh, she's a soccer mom and her daughter uh, suffers a season ending injury. And uh, her mother convinces her to sign up for the school play in order to give her something to do and get her out of her hair and kind of just like Uh not drive her crazy. And this woman, the mom is a single mom. She works from home. She takes care of her mother and her daughter. They all three live together. She doesn't have a moment's peace and her daughter gets a part in the play, a small part in the play. And she finds out that in order for her daughter to be in the play, she has to volunteer to work on the play. So it's the story about her volunteer, her working on this school play where basically she finds out that all the drama is going on backstage with the parents, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. So it's a very, you know, sort of very sort of second step in this book. It doesn't take place in the, excuse me, same town, but it's a same, it's a similar vibe. Sure. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And right now it's called The Show Must Go On, but we'll see. We'll see, see how long the that, working title. How that list? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but it's oh. mom come. More mom come.
0: More mom yeah. I'm really interested in that. I really think that sounds like a fun genre to read. I think I would really enjoy that. So I'm looking forward to the Welcome to the Neighborhood because I think I'll really Thank like you. that. Sounds right up my. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah. The other thing that I read about you is that you have a husband who is like super adventurous. Yes. Are you that way too? Or you just sort of pack him off to Everest and let him go and
1: Yeah. We started out many years ago on a similar level. Like we 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 both skied about the same. I mountain biked and you know and did sort of rough and tumble things. Then I had kids and didn't want to get hurt anymore because even if you're hurt, you still have to take care of your kids. Mm-hmm. And he got better and better and better at everything to the point where now he will not take a ski lift. You know, when he skis, he hikes to the top of a mountain and skis <laughs> down with his skis on his back. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he takes trips to like he went to Bolivia for two weeks where they climbed 22,000 foot mountains and skied down.
0: Oh my and
1: you know he does all kinds of stuff like that. So it's you know it's way out of any interest that I have. You know I have just over the years I've you know just I have now a fear of heights. I have a fear of getting hurt. You know all those things. And he just keeps going. But we did take this trip just before COVID, the last sort of trip any we've taken is that we went to Alaska. And I said I will go to Alaska as long as I don't have to get into a small plane because. I have a fear of heights, as I said, and I have a fear of small planes and I get sick in small planes and we get to Alaska and there's no way to get anywhere except for in a small plane. So <laughs> we we were in small two seater planes with a pilot. So I had to sit on his lap. David, my husband's lap in the one seat. And it's literally like a tin can. Uh And you could feel the air rushing underneath your feet because, and you're 5,000 feet up into the air. And, you know, so there was a lot of that. And the other great thing I did, great looking back, terrible when I did it, was I climbed an ice wall with with ice picks and crampons. Oh my gosh. And we hiked out onto a glacier Uh with a guide. And we got to the ice wall. That was how you get into, like, you climb this 25-foot ice wall, and then you get in- onto the top of the glacier, and you can keep going. And when I saw the ice wall, I said, okay, never mind. I'm going to sit on this ice cube <laughs> oh. right here and wait for you. <laughs> I'll be and here when you get back. <laughs> come, you come back and get me. And the guide who had, they all have to have guns strapped into their things because- Bears. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. He said, I can't
1: leave you here. It's against the law for me to leave you here because of the bears. So if you don't go, no one can go.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. No pressure.
1: So, no pressure. So I literally, you have a, a pick in each hand, uh-huh. and you have crampons with long daggers on your toes, and you literally just <laughs> climb your way up. And I have the worst upper body strength. So I was shaking, sweating, and crying. But, and that but i but you know what i was so scared to fall off the hill the thing that i just kept going and i got to the top
0: so, so i have qu- i have so many questions ask okay. me all the questions it's, it was terrible <laughs> i mean are you strapped in like what happens if your arm sinks like you, you, he, out so, okay so yeah you're
1: roped and the guide scrambles up like a little spider up to the top of the ice mountain uh-huh so he's holding you but the guide literally weighed 50 pounds less than me so, I kept thinking, <laughs> if I go, he's just coming with me. He's not he's not going to save me. So, yeah, then, it was just.
0: So, and like, like so you're just like, you're, oh, this sounds like the worst gym class. Okay. So, you're just. It like, was the worst gym class. It's like that rope. Class. Remember, we had to climb that rope and like hit the I was ceilings? just going to say that. Yeah. Oh I my never, God, I can never like, do that. Flashbacks. Then you get to the top, and I'm sure it's gorgeous, but like, are you just like, laying on the ground crying and kissing the yeah. ground. Like you're like, I, I don't literally give a shit how pretty it is up here. Like I just literally. about died.
1: Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. I sat there and I said, now I'm literally not going any further. So, and you know, we were in an open space where he could see me if the polar bear came to get me. So I, I, I sat there for the rest of the time and said, I'm done. Oh I'm my gosh. done. Cause yeah. I could
0: see me like in about halfway up that wall and then just like letting go and be like, the bears can have me. Fuck this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And oh, so okay. So then you get up there. Like do you have to climb down again? Like how do you get down? You know, we didn't climb back down. Somehow this is interesting now that I'm thinking about it. There Somehow must be an there was a way to- out.
1: <laughs> There was a way to go home that wasn't climbing down a wall, which means that I could have gone around that way to begin with. Yeah. Why why wasn't that an option? I don't know. They charged
0: you extra to climb that wall. Exactly. (laughs) For the joy and the pleasure. You're climbing that wall. wall. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So there's so many different things that I always say that like if I did them, I would put them on my business card. Like if I ran a triathlon or something like that, I would put, you know hiked an ice wall with my bare hands. I would totally put yeah. that on my business card after that.
1: Well, it was my profile picture for a while. Oh sure. my you know. And of course, you know, my husband's down at the bottom and he takes a picture of, you know, like the first thing you see is your ass. <laughs> right. Climb, you know. And I was so determined to be get credit for climbing this ice wall that I posted a profile picture of me that was mostly ass and I didn't even care. <laughs> so. <laughs> like that is my
0: ass. I'm falling yeah. up this wall.
1: Yeah. Oh my And actually gosh. I do have a great after that trip, you know, in retrospect, you know, you've, you're done and you accomplished all those things and you know so many other things, you know, the outhouses and the you know, the all the things that go along with being in that kind of environment for two straight weeks. I got a great idea to write a book about two sisters who go on that exact same trip. So yeah. that is something that's in my you know, in my file for
0: See, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, why is this not a book? I mean, the fact that you yeah. sit on, like, you know, make it cute, written, cute meat. You got to sit on the guy's lap to get on the airplane to get out there. Right. You know, I mean, right. just there's so many things that could go wrong and be hilariously funny. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And Does that your are all husband, true life. Yeah. Well, that's it. And you've done it. So it's not like you're like making it up. Like you can tell right. them exactly how crazy this was. Does your husband get hurt on his trips or he comes home just buffer?
1: He's totally fine. He's Damn. totally fine. He I mean, just came back him, from but yeah, still. a solo ninety mile hike in Idaho by yeah. himself. He was by himself for 10 days, 90 mile hike.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could do 10 days by myself, like at a spa, and be really happy. Yeah. Do you Same. so what is your thing? Like, so he goes off for 10 days and then he comes home and then you're like, All right, I'm out. I'm going to Paris. Like, what do you do for fun? Well,
1: <laughs> okay. Well sadly he took this trip and he came back and I said, Okay, I'm out. I'm going away for a week and I went and wrote.
0: Oh, <laughs> I just yeah.
1: I have a book due.
0: <laughs> well, so, after the book is due. After, after the book is going, due, I gotta I gotta cu- come up with
1: a good trip. Uh, yeah. You're I like, don't know.
0: I've got a beach house somewhere. I'll see you later. I'm out. Yeah, have, you yeah. know, you have fun on your 90 mile hike, but I'm yeah. going to go do this. Right. Wow. Are and your yeah, kids that, like this too? Now, are, are your kids like to do this so kind of stuff?
1: My son is. My son is a little bit more like my husband. He's he's not you know dying to do it all the time, but when you know when he's offered it, he will do it. And in fact, the two of them are doing this thing in the Adirondacks. There's 43, I think peaks over 4,000 feet that you can hike. And over the course of a couple of years, they've hiked almost every single one. They have one left to do. So they mm-hmm. do that together. But that's my daughter nice. is much like you and I. We, <laughs> you know, she She's coming home next weekend and we're going shopping every day. Perfect. You know, that's,
0: yeah. Yes. I yeah. think, yeah. That's what well, we're doing. Well, it was funny this summer, my daughter, my daughter's 15. So she asked me if we okay. could do like a girl's trip. She's like all her friends and their moms do these trips together and because again, that's what happens when you live in the suburbs with all these mm, overachieving right. parents. And I was like, "Girls yes. trip? what are you talking about? I'm like, I took you on spring break. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. no, but like, we, like just us, like the girls. And so I was like, um, well, what are we going to do? And she was like, and first she was like, Paris. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can't go to Paris and leave your brother and your father home. Like, <laughs> That's not going to be, right. I, I can't make that fly. Pick something else. So you'll appreciate this as a Minnesotan, as a former Minnesotan. Mall of America. She picked Mall of America. And she yes. was like, "Can we go there for the weekend and just shop and like hang out and eat and just like ride roller coasters?" Uh, I'm like, "Sure." Love,
1: I love her. I love her.
0: <laughs> so that's what my we daughter did. <laughs> my
1: daughter would love her.
0: Did you go to Legoland? Is the Legos Legoland still there? Um, I don't know if the Legoland. We were there. I don't know if the Legoland. We definitely went to the Lego land. store. There's the a big there big, She's big Lego. Really Yeah, she's really into Legos, and I thought it was interesting because the other thing I read was that you have the typewriter Lego that you're sitting on, waiting, and we started it this week, she and I. Oh, you have it? Fantastic. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so... Legos is one of the things that I did during lockdown uh-huh. and um, I have also my little that's a little lego fox over yes, there you I can see, see him, him. yeah a little bit fox obsessed <laughs> and one of my guilty pleasures is that and I don't tell me if your daughter does this I watch lego masters
0: I watch lego masters nobody else will watch it with me but oh I watch god. it oh my god it's so
1: fun I loved it. I am obsessed with those kind of shows. That's the Uh craziest thing. I have this list of Project Runway, Lego Masters, all the Christmas cookie baking competitions, the challenges. challenges. I don't know why. It just calms me down. I feel like if they can accomplish those creative things in that period of time, then I can write my damn book. You That's know, it's sort an interesting, of interesting. Okay, yeah. I just
0: look at it as like, dang, I I'm really judging them hard sitting here on my couch, like covered in potato chip crumbs. <laughs> right. I'm like, that doesn't right. even look like an octopus eating a, you know, s- submarine. God, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, yeah, it's weird because my son really liked Lego when he was smaller, when he was younger, and my husband mm-hmm. always helped him with it, and I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to Lego Land and all that kind of stuff because he loved Lego. Right, and then I would say probably a year and a half ago, probably during lockdown too, was when my daughter got into it. I blame TikTok. I think she watches a lot of. Oh. because we just went to the Lego store just yesterday, and the line there was a line to get in because you know it's a, here we have a very small store, and so they have like limited capacity. Oh, right, and yeah. everybody online was like fifteen and over. Like it was crazy. There were no little kids, mm-hmm. and they were all buying. Big ass Lego, box, you know, yeah, and, and so yeah, so she bought the typewriter earlier this year, and so we just started putting it together. And then she has she just had her birthday, and so she got a uh, uh, Harry Potter, she's really into the Harry Potter, she wants all the Harry Potter ones now, and so she's doing that. But but I- I'm not very good at Lego, I don't have the patience for it to hunt down yeah. all the pieces, and yeah. But but I'm trying to help her because I'm a yeah. Good mom.
1: Well, the the Lego typewriter seems really a challenge. I mean, that seems you know there's a lot of same color pieces. I believe, yes. and I opened the box and dumped everything out, and then put everything back in the box because <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this alone. So I'm waiting for my son to help me with it over Christmas. He's he's gonna help. Well, me Well,
0: and with that's it. what I told her. I think her brother needs to help her because he's got the most experience in yeah. this house with that. Plus, it has different or. There are pieces that can move because the keys can like move up right. and down. And so I know we had some of those put together wrong because we were just sort of picking pieces that kind of looked right. And so, yeah, oh, it's yeah. a pretty yeah, complicated. It's yeah. a complicated piece, that's for sure. Because yeah. it's mechanical. I think they're mechanical is what they call them. Oh. And we've that, never you're done You're making a, me
1: more nervous yeah, about, so about starting this. Yeah. You'll
0: need some help. But yeah, because we really yeah. got into puzzles. We did a lot of puzzles and then we decided. Like jigsaw to- puzzles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did yeah. not do that, but I got into tiny things. I do I'm yeah. been making these mini kits.
0: What I is don't have any down
1: here to show you. It's they're little tiny rooms with little tiny furniture and little tiny books and all kinds of things. And you have to, I have to put on magnifying glasses. I was just going to say that. I I can't see
0: that. I can't imagine.
1: Yeah. I had to put on magnifying glasses and I've got these tiny little scissors and you really have to be patient because you've got to cut out all these things and then you have to glue them. And you know, there's hundreds of pieces and you make little pieces of furniture, but it's a whole world. It's sort of stemmed from the dollhouse people who make, who make these elaborate dollhouses. Yeah. But these are kits. So they're for people who, you know, well, oh, that's another thing. That's another show I watch. There's a building mini dollhouses, building dollhouse competition.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that one. I'll have yeah, to look that one
1: up. Yeah, I'll have to let you know what it's called. I can't remember. But
0: so what do you? So each of these, so they're
1: just a room that you're building. These the ones I do, the ones I do are just a room. Like I have one that's a library, so it's not a library. It's a a bookstore. It's a, a bookstore. bookstore. Uh-huh. So it's got hundred, you know, hundreds of books that you have to do. And make are they little, individual tiny...
0: little books? Yeah. Or... Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And then I'd rather um... climb
0: the ice wall.
1: <laughs> <It's> yeah. Just...
0: <laughs> I don't know how I put myself
1: into all these situations, but one of the ones I did is very cool because my character in my book, Ginny, is an artist. She paints dog portraits.
0: Oh, so and cute. So
1: yeah. So I got a kit that is an art studio and I customized it. To make it the paintings, all dog portraits. And nice. my sister is also um, an artist who paints dog portraits. Oh, is so that right? So I got her actual art and I shrunk it down into a tiny little, you know, one inch by one inch and put the art up on the wall. So I kind of made. Ginny's art studio. So that
0: it's kind of fun because I sort of
1: made it a little bit like real life. Yeah. You know. Well, I like it
0: if it like that is cool because it kind of has like a meaning to you and it's not just like this is a kitchen and I don't like to cook. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I made a laundry room with tiny laundry that needs (laughs) to be washed.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I'm working on one that's my writing stu my writing room. Uh Uh-huh. But uh it's, you know, it it's uh it's not exactly. I mean, you know, some people are so good at this and they can make it absolutely perfect. And of course I follow all the groups on Facebook, all the miniaturists and things like that. And I'm pretty lame compared to them, but you know, it was my way think, of not doing gross.
0: I would think my, my eyes and my fingers would hurt by the end of the day with all the little tiny. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and to me, like that would stress me out. I have no patience for anything that takes fine motor skills. <laughs> So I just do not think I could do it. Even the yeah. puzzles, like I do the – I'm really good at the border. I like the borders because mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, the pieces. Are, and then I sort – I bought puzzle trays that – I didn't even know you could buy these things, but they're trays and you can sort your puzzle, which has made a huge difference. So I'm right. good at By sorting. coloring being- yeah, you sort them by color or by, like, you know, you're like, oh, this is all, like, the white dog. And so you put all the dog pieces together. Right. And you're like, and this is the gray cat. And you put all the cat pieces together. And and so then that way, like, when you sit down, you can kind of build big chunks at once, you know. and right. and, and I love doing the sorting and I love doing all that. And then I let, like, my daughter, my husband, my son, I'm like, you guys do the fine work, you know. Uh, so it's a family
1: affair. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it has yeah. been. Yeah. Because it's just, like. Especially, I mean, even though like things are kind of opening up more and stuff, it's like uh, my kids are just – there's just not a lot that they are going to still and and everybody's kind of home every night and it's – we're trying to figure out things. You know, I don't know what age is the best to go through a worldwide pandemic with because I feel like little kids, you know, they have their own challenges too, but at least a little kid I can – put them to bed at seven o'clock at night and be like, "Whoo, day's over, you know? Right. But right. when they're in high school and they don't go to bed till 1030 or 11 o'clock and I don't want them on internet all night and right. video games, no, I have I, to I think figure out things to do with them. Yeah. I think
1: that's one of the worst ages for having to have gone through this and also college. Yeah. The kids who are just starting college, my niece started college in the middle of all this and she was so looking forward to going away to college and she gets there and then she basically has to stay in her room yes. for most of the year. So that was really tough. I was very lucky because both my kids are adults and they, not only do they both have, they both had at the time partners. So they were trapped with somebody.
0: Uh-huh. So they weren't which alone. just made it.
1: They weren't alone, but they also both came back to stay with me for large chunks of time, which is uh-huh. which was great for me. Yeah. Because, you know, in my bio, I call myself a reluctant e- empty nester because I love when my kids are home. I wasn't one of those people who was waiting for them to go. Yeah. So I like when they come back for a while. Now I think they're gone for good, unfortunately, but <laughs> so. I,
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that has been the nice thing because my son's a junior this year. And so, yeah, I mean, he's been home a lot more than- he probably should have been at this point and yeah. but he just got his license last week so now he's gone all the time. So I I think it was more just me not wanting him to me not wanting to drive him places. <laughs> you know? Right. So, Cuz now, right. so now but even now he's like I'll go to the grocery store and I'm like, "Yeah, go to the grocery store. Go yeah. get us some groceries." But
1: Yeah.
0: I'll be ready for him to go and just I don't know. Like I, I want them to come home and visit, but I don't want them to come home and live with me again. I'm at that point. I'm ready for right. them to, to go off and kind of start their lives. Right. But we'll, we'll see. It's hard. Yeah. I feel like there's not a parenting book for about. I don't know. Maybe after elementary school. I mean, there's a little bit with junior high and high school if you've got certain types of kids, but if you're just right. kind of, if you're just kind of muddling through and trying to figure out how to. How to raise your kids and get them ready to like go off and be alone and succeed, but yet still be close to you and come home and want to visit you. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. That's well, the hard it's so interesting.
1: Part. And that's a big part of what I write about. Just, to, yeah. you know, it's the mother child. It's not so much, you know, the neighbors and the badly behaving neighbors and the town and the whatever. That's sort of a backdrop. But, like, the real heart of my story, this book, and really what I want to write about is the relationship between a mother and her child of different ages, because I feel like we put our whole lives into this. You know, Mm -hmm. we were, we, you know, we had careers or we did, you know, whatever we had, I, you know, I feel like I put my, I became like the CEO of my kids Mm -hmm. and I tried so hard to do everything so right. I was just, you know, exhausted from trying to do everything so right. And I still screwed them up. So, you know, it's just like you, you know, I look back now at all the things I thought I was so being so careful about. And they were the exact opposite things of what I should have been doing. So I just think that there's no, you know, it's not that there's no right or wrong. It's just that there's no way you're going to win. There's no way. No, there's
0: no way. I mean, and especially like, you know, with this pandemic and stuff, it was like, we had a choice at one point to send them back to school or keep them home from school and do more of the virtual school. And the virtual school has been a disaster, but yet I'm like, but you're healthy. You know, like, I'm like, but which is worse. It's like so hard to know. And, you know, and I just, I feel like, yeah, that I've just, in the choices that I've made and I've let them, things I've let them do and the things I didn't let them do, you know, my son told me the other day that I'm like, I'm the that he doesn't get invited to places cuz I'm a narc. And I was like, I've never told on anybody. <laughs> you know? I was like, i never I was like, I've never told and he's like, yeah, but they're afraid you will. <laughs> so I was like, well, see like, you know what? his life. I was like, if it keeps you out of a field and, you know, passed out in a field drinking, you know, trash can punch, I'm fine with it. (laughs) You're right. Stay home and go make a puzzle. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But I don't know. It's, I do think though, that it's like teenagers. And the other thing that I surprised me about raising teenagers and maybe you would agree, but When they were little, you know, it's interesting. So many of us make that choice when they're small, like you made that you're like, I need to be home. My nanny has the best job. You know, I want to be home. I want to see them roll over and I want to mold them and, and read to them and put them to bed at night and all these things. And then when my kids got older, I thought, okay, well now I have time to really like work more and I can travel and I can do stuff. And I find that my teenagers almost need me more than my little ones than when they were little. And that really surprised me that I thought. Yes, I agree with that. I just sort of felt like, well, you guys are like, you're good. You can wipe your butt. You can make yourself dinner. And they're like, yeah, but I have actual problems I'd like to talk to you about. (laughs) Right,
1: right. I mean, that old, you know, bigger kids, bigger problems. I mean, it really, really is true. Yes. Yeah. And I had
0: not expected that. So that's kind of, but I'm hoping that once they're young adults that they will leave but come home and visit right. but then leave right. again.
1: And the relationship changes so much too, you know, they want something so different from you. Yeah. And you can't keep being, you know, you can't keep being the mommy you were when you were when they were 10 and 12. And actually the book I was referring to earlier which is about the the 50-year-old woman and her grown son, the whole concept of the book is that the son does come home and live with her and she just she wants to be the mommy to the 10-year-old because that was such a great time. And remember yeah. we had so much more control then.
0: Yes. You know, we
1: we did the and we could do things that were, you know, that we knew how to do, like I know how to do laundry and get a stain out and fold it and I know how to make you your favorite foods. You know, that's yeah. that was that was the easy stuff. But the older they get, you know, you're not equipped. You haven't no. had that training, which is what <laughs> you were referring to earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And new, it's hard to have it is because coming.
0: they're they're adults now. Like you can't, yeah. like you can give their you can give advice probably, but they don't have to take it and they don't have right. to, you know, and it's like, and sometimes I was, I was, um, I was telling my husband that when we were dating, we broke up at one point and I called my mom and I told her that we'd broken up and my mom was just silent. My mom was just like, okay, well, okay. And at the time I thought, you know, You need to tell me he's a jerk and you have to tell me, like, I was right and all these things. And then, literally, the next day, my husband called me and we got back together. And I called my mom. I'm like, oh, good news, we're back together. My mom was like, okay. And I realized now, like, that's how you have to do it. Because I was like, if she yeah. has been like, oh, I, we've always hated him and here's why. <laughs> right, right. Know? like, And, you know, he's dead to us. And so yeah. I have to always remember that too, like to just kind of remain neutral when as, yeah. they, as they age more. It's like, you made that decision. Okay, cool. Yeah. What are you going to do now?
1: I 100% agree with that. And I am also terrible at it. Like, <laughs> I cannot... I cannot keep my mouth shut. I mean, I'm getting a little (laughs) bit better finally. And my kids are really are adults. I'm finally getting a little bit better, keeping my mouth shut and just keeping my opinion to myself. But I, nah,
0: nah, Nah.
1: (laughs) I would say she's dead to me and then they would get back together. Yeah. And I would, yeah. And then you regret all that.
0: And then it's awkward. And no, my mom's, she's pretty good about that. And we're pretty good about just, and I try to be this way with my kids too, that it's like, we just we, – we can be really honest with each other and be like, listen, is – okay, you broke up with her. Why did you break up? You know, yeah. is this someone who you want to – you know, it's more like talking it through rather than just like reacting, which – I, because I react in every other part of my life, so I try to at least not with them.
1: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> very hopefully
0: that'll, and then But then someday they'll be like, you were never
1: loyal to me. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what I – yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, I – You know, damned if you do and damned if you don't is basically what it is. So just do whatever. Do whatever. (laughs) Is the the lesson. Is the lesson. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. So this has been so much fun, Lisa. I have had so much fun talking to you. Once again, the book is called Welcome to the Neighborhood and Everyone Needs to Get It. It's available April. Tell me the date again. I wrote it down.
1: It's April 5th, but you can pre-order it now and anytime up until I think pub day. Right. So you can go pre-order it.
0: So it's available and, for pre-order now, and it's a- yeah. and it's coming out April 5th. And where April can people 5th. find you, Lisa, if they want to find you on social media and all that, all that good stuff? So, yeah. So come over to Instagram,
1: which is where I'm mostly, and it's at Lisa Rowe Writes. It's R-O-E for mm-hmm. Lisa Rowe, R- Lisa Rowe Writes. It's also at Lisa Rowe Writes on Twitter as well. I'm okay. also on Facebook, but I'm sticking more with Twitter and Instagram. And my publisher is trying to get me to go on TikTok, but don't look for me there because... <laughs> That That's not going to be pretty. So
0: TikTok come over to Instagram been and find me. Like, It's like my new obsession. That is what I got into during COVID, during the lockdown ah. was TikTok. I spent okay. – but I was a lurker. I just watched it. But now I've started making my own TikToks and it's, you know, it's fun. I enjoy it. But yeah, it's, it's hard to know how to – it's hard to know how to promote a book over there because – they really don't like you to promote your own stuff. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta walk that fine line. But yeah. yeah okay. It is well fun, I'm gonna though. go I watch it, you and see what you're doing. I was gonna say I do recommend it just to like enjoy yourself and hang out. Cause I'm sure there's miniature. Now that we've talked about miniatures. Like my phone listens to me all the time and right, then starts, yeah. you know, correcting my feed so that I can see whatever it was I was talking about. So now I know I will start seeing miniatures on TikTok. Yeah. Like it'll and be they're cool. are am cool. sure. Well, and especially if they do the whole speed up the video thing where it just comes together like in 30 seconds and you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, yeah. I'll it's totally easy. watch those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I can Great. do that. All right, everybody. Awesome. So please follow Lisa, get her new book, and watch out for the next one that's coming out when it's available. If you follow her, then you'll know when it's going to come out. That's yes. funny how that works that way. All right, Lisa, thank you. I appreciate you coming on here, and I'm looking forward to reading your book. I think it sounds like a blast. And hopefully next time I'm out in New Jersey, we can go and have a cup of coffee together. That
1: sounds fantastic. Thank but you, let's Jen. Let's not
0: scale an ice wall.
1: No. Those days are over.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, sit. We'll, we'll we'll sit. We'll sit. We'll sit. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me. I had a great time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for listening and subscribing to No Pants Required with Jen Mann. Don't forget to follow me on social media and subscribe to my newsletter at JenMannWrites.com. My newest book, Midlife Bites, Anyone Else Falling Apart or Is It Just Me? is available now everywhere books are sold. So please get a copy, read it, tell me what you think. I'm so excited to share this book with you.